from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy Halloween. This is the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora Halloween special, and I am more than happy to have you on the broadcast this morning. And uh, we're starting a a little bit here after uh, 9, and we thank you so much for tuning in to the show. And thank you for being here, and thank you for being a part of everything. Thank you for all the support over the last 15 years. If you're new to listening to the show, then welcome here for the first time. If you've been listening for 15 years, shout out to you. If you've been listening for the last two years, five years, whatever it may be, thank you all for your support. You can find Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora 24-7 on wakeupcalldt.com. You can also find Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, on Twitter at Call DT, and on Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. So, welcome into the show. God bless you, and much appreciation goes out to each and every single one of you. Happy, happy, happy Halloween in this wonderful Halloween special. We have a lot to get into today. We're going to start off with uh, my question to Dino Babers following the 6-2 and two start and becoming bowl eligible. We'll go on from there to have the Syracuse Stallions on the show, and I'm ecstatic to have the Stallions on the show. You're going to hear in this order from Chris Gilks, Lloyd Parkman, and Daywan Coleman coming off of the team's first ever game in the history of bringing pro basketball back to Syracuse. You'll hear from these three gentlemen. They won in that game, and they're ranked in the top 25, so you'll hear from each of them in the first hour, and then we'll move on from there to a very special live conversation that we just found out this morning we're going to have with Dave Klein, the CNS North Stars football head coach, as they get ready for their Section 3 championship. Championship against West Jenny. You heard from Joe Corley yesterday. You'll hear from Dave Klein today. And then in the second hour of the show, repping the Power Six, you'll hear from every single coach of the American Athletic Conference, including East Carolina, UConn, Tulane, Tulsa, Navy, Memphis, SMU, Temple, USF, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. All of the coaches will be on the show today in a very awesome Halloween special. So with that being said, let's hear what Dino had to say to me. You're going to hear my question and his answer following the 6-2 and two start. Coach, obviously this is something that takes time. It's not just this season. It's when you first came in, going through 4-8 and eight, back-to-back, getting to where you are now. You said there's unfinished business, obviously, but just what you can say about staying the course and seeing where this team is at at this point from where you started. This is all culture. I mean, it, it starts with... Uh academically making sure that they do the things they need to do in the classroom and they get the, uh, you know, the necessary you know, 
things that they need to have a, to be successful. And our administration does a, a fabulous job with the tutors and Tommy Powell and, and John Wallhack and giving these young men the things they need to be successful academically. After that, the, the strength and conditioning program to be able to play that many plays at that at that uh, at that level at that speed. Uh, job that Sean Edinger and his group do, does is amazing. Now I will tell you, I did have words with him because we had two guys go out with hamstrings, and that's a no-no in our program. But that just tells me that they were underhydrated, which means we need to do a better job with hydration. And then to see that that senior class lead, you know, how about Eric Dungey being challenged all week, and uh, you know he's like Sea Biscuit. You know, you don't you don't have to whip him. You just got to show him the whip. You guys got to watch the movie if you know what that means. You don't hit him. Just show him the whip and watch him go. And uh, just an amazing, amazing game. But I will tell you this: the whole week of practice, the practice week with uh, Devito and uh, Dungey was amazing. I've never seen two archers perform at such a high level the entire week with their competition. It was really, really something. The, uh, the offense this week was, it was absolutely smoking in practice. If it was a racing car, the, the tires were seen going around the curve. There was noises being made and people were pushing the envelope. And they did, that, they did it that way in practice and they did it that way in the game. That coming once again from Dino Babers to start off the show. You just heard from Dino Babers, the head coach of the Syracuse Orange, in his third season with the team following the 6-2 and two start to the team. I had an opportunity to speak with him about that, and you heard his direct response to that uh, question that I posed to him about staying the course, believing in it. He came in, there's been some adversity, and now the team is bowl eligible. Staying in Syracuse, the football team is ranked in the top 25. Well, the Syracuse Stallions, after just one game, are also ranked in the top 25. And for the first time ever, I feel honored and privileged to have the team on the show. We've had uh, many times Mike Sugamosto on the broadcast to speak on the team. But now I have the opportunity to talk with the players and the representation on the court of the Syracuse Stallions. We have a trio today with Chris Gilks, Lloyd Parkman, and Daywan Coleman. And we're starting off with Chris live on the line today. Chris, how are we doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me today, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, and I appreciate the time. And, and Chris, I kind of want to go back to the beginning with you and, and just, uh, you know, what made you want to try out for this team? What made this an opportunity that you wanted to take? Uh, well, you know, I played college ball, played high school ball, and I just missed that that team um, chemistry, that team atmosphere. You know, doing something I love to do, and when the opportunity came here that they were bringing an ABA team here, you know, I was like, why not go for it? And I went for it, and then I ended up making the team. And now, you know, you know anything anything can happen now. So I just, I'm just um, honored that I was able to make the team and that they were able to bring a team here because we do have a lot of talent here, and now we get to showcase that. And when you look at the talent that, that Syracuse has here, bring me into that first game and just, you know, your takeaways from the game itself, you know, just what you saw from from this team. Did you really feel like, I know it's only game one, I, I know you guys are getting your feet wet in the first ever season, but what did the game feel like? What did the chemistry feel like in that 121-111 to 111 win against Oneonta? Uh, the game felt good. Um, like you said, it was our first game. 
Uh, I had to get a little bit of jitters out, get our feet wet a little bit. Um, but I think throughout the game, you saw spurts of us um, playing really well and showed that the potential that we can really be a great team. And I just can't wait to keep um, playing, you know, more and more. And, you know, within probably week five, you know, six, we'll be really uh, hitting the fan and rolling. And I can't wait to see uh, that final product because I feel like we're going to be really good. So. And when you look at, you know, the, the score of this game, you guys took 102 shots in the game. You took 38 three-pointers. I mean, obviously, uh, speaking with Mike Sugamoso, he said, listen, the ABA is is about scoring. It's it's about, you know, seeing those games that are going to get up pretty high. Just what you could say about the amount of shots the team takes, and you guys were just under 50%, just, uh, just the offensive side of the ABA and, and how – how you know people are, are not it's not going to be a game where they're going to struggle to see some scoring no it's not you know uh, we do have a lot of shooters a lot of scorers on our team and probably around the ABA you know it is um predicated to be you know offensively and it, you know like it to be entertaining for the fans and stuff like that um so you know we I think we have a, a lot of offensive power different type of weapons from different type of players and I feel like we're going to utilize each you know, each person's talents to uh, put points on the board. And even though I know it's offensively, we're going to uh, try to, you know, knuckle down on defense so we don't let people score as much as they want on us, but we can still score as much as we want on them, you know, so. And what can you say about, you know, the defense? I mean, you won the game 121 to 111. Did you did you feel like, you know, the team hunkered down at the end of the game? You know, what can you say defensively as you as you get your feet wet in the season? Was was there some nice defensive plays despite the high score? Do you think that, you know, you did shut down Oneonta in certain places when you needed to? Uh, well, you know, um, I feel like we still have a couple areas to work on defensively. But, like, when we needed to get the stops, we did. And we just got to keep that mentality to play defense all the way through throughout the four quarters. And I know we will. And once we do that, I feel like our defensive the scoring, our defensive scoring will uh, will cut that down as well. We won't let people score as much on us. What do you love about uh, about the opportunity? I mean, what what do you when you know you're playing for the Stallions? You're at Manlius Pebble Hill. Uh, I know that we talked about you know why you got in in the first place, but hindsight being 2020, you got the jersey on. You're on the team now. You played a game. What, what do you love about this? What could this opportunity bring to you? Um, I just love being back on the team. You know, being able to uh, go for a goal. You know, you know our goal is to win to win this championship, you know, get to St. Louis. You know, even though it's our first year, you know, that's our goal. That's our goal. That's what we're aiming for. And it's just good to be able to, you know, strive for that again, to to be able to have fans to play for, communities to play for, have people, you know, come support us, have people to want to support us and play good for them. So just having that back in my life and um, being able to show that and have that feel back in my life is what I really appreciate uh, about this team, you know, and the people I'm playing with, the group I'm playing with, the coaches, you know, we're all unselfish players. We have a good uh, chemistry already. We haven't been together for two months, too long. And I'm just excited about seeing how great we can really be. So that's why, you know, I'm happy that this team came here and I'm happy I'm on it. 
And, uh, you know, just uh, with, with this team being here, some of your teammates, uh, as you gel, as you get closer, what can you say about the makeup of this team, the guys on this team? How would you describe kind of the, the environment and the, and the players that you have? Um, I would say I feel like we're unique. You know, um, we have a good, good level-headed players. Um, everyone talented and everyone have a different ability to their talents and I feel like we all play together we um we're starting to figure out what we all like to do and once we just keep playing together and get a feet wet more together I feel like we'll be unstoppable like our talent is really good and I don't see a problem in us meshing our talent together it's just gonna make us even better and then what's what's kind of like the X factor for you, Chris? Speaking here with Chris Gilks of the Syracuse Stallions, what makes you special? What makes you a, a key piece to this team? Um, you know, um, my heart. I love playing for my team. I love playing, you know, for the Stallions. I love playing basketball. You know, I do anything for any of my teammates. Um, I'm selfish, you know, intensity. I love bringing that energy, uh, you know. So I feel like, you know, I try to do it all. I try to play defense, offense, pass, you know, everything. I try to be a leader in its own sense as well. You know, I don't I don't try to do too much. I play my role, I let the game come to me and you know, that's I feel like that's what I provide. I don't try to do too much. I just let the game come to me. I play hard every minute I'm on the floor. I don't give up. And, you know, so that's what I would say about myself. And finally, why should fans come out? Why should they come see this? Pro basketball is back in Syracuse. Why should they make the trip out to see you guys at Manlius Pebble Hill? Or, you know, if you're on the road, because obviously the teams that you're playing up against, teams like uh, Rochester and Scranton and Elmira and Binghamton, not too far away, why should people come out and see you guys play? Uh, because we're going to be we're gonna be good. And um, I feel like we're going to be able to show the fans, we're going to be able to entertain the fans. And... I feel like if they came out and supported us, they wouldn't be disappointed. Um, we're trying to, you know, like I said, we're aiming for St. Louis. We're aiming to get to that championship game. And, um, you know, we won't stop that. No matter what route we got to take, we're going to get there. That's our goal. That's our mission. And I feel like, the, you know, the fans will not, the fans will, they, I got to say this, the fans will appreciate how hard we're going to work and how hard we play each and every game make sure we achieve that goal so if they came out they would see how hard we're working and how much we appreciate them for coming out that coming from chris gilks of the syracuse stallions come out and see them and support them and they will show you how much they appreciate you by their play on the court and by their treatment of the community chris i know it's the first time you've been on the show but i thank you so much for being a part of it and i really look forward to the opportunity of having you back on and obviously hoping the best as you guys continue forward and continue to make history in syracuse thank you so much for having me man i appreciate you all right, man. Happy Halloween. I'll talk with you soon. Happy Halloween. All right. Take care. That coming from Chris Gilks once again. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in the Halloween special, and we will come back in just a moment with Lloyd Parkman of the Syracuse Stallions. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection 
process that uh, positively impacted the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so. I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. Unica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you every Monday through Friday. You know when to listen, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Sometimes we go over, that's because we love you, and we want to bring you whatever we can. So, under promise, over deliver. That's what you got to do. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, I thank you for uh, being a part of the community and supporting the local businesses in the community. You can check out who supports Wake Up Call by going to wakeupcalldt.com. One of those businesses is the Syracuse Stallions, supportive of us and partnering with us in their first year, their inaugural season, of bringing professional basketball back to the city of Syracuse and central and upstate New York. And it is my honor and my privilege to have representation of that team on the show here with you throughout the months and throughout their first season. Mike Sugamoso has been no stranger to the show. You just heard from Chris Gilks, and now for the first time ever, I have Lloyd Parkman on the show to speak with us on his experience in this first game with the Syracuse Stallions. They're ranked in the top 25. They won their inaugural game. Pro basketball is back. We have a lot to discuss, so let's get him on the air. Lloyd, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and, and Lloyd, first and foremost, 
bring me into the opportunity. How did it happen? How did you and the Stallions connect in the first place? Um, well, initially, um, I had saw some some posts online for for the tryouts um, on Facebook, and at the time, I was a little weary about it. I spent um, the previous year and a half um, not playing really, um, and basically just in some men's leagues. And Mike Sugamusto uh, wrote me on Facebook one day, you know, asking how it been, asking you know what I'm up to, and that he'd. Uh, like if I gave it a shot at tryouts and I gave it some thought um, and I got to it. I got in the gym and I got back at it and I went to the first tryout and I felt good about it. Um, it felt amazing to be back in the, the basketball shape and back in the routine. And after that first tryout, I signed up for the next two and that's where it's kind of where it all started. And so, you know, when when he reached out to you, you were kind of leery about it. But he said, hey, come out, give it a chance. What did that mean to you that, that, uh, that Mike Sugamosto uh, sought you out and really wanted you to give it give it a chance, give it a go, just kind of see what you have? Uh, that, that just showed that he believed in me. Um, that even though I had spent, you know, X amount of time away from the core um, competitively, that he still – had some sort of belief um within me and my and my skills on the court so that that goes a long way with me so you go to the tryouts you get out there you see how things are going bring me into the tryouts bring me in to you know the opportunity that you had in these tryouts and just what it was like what was the experience like was it what you expected was it better than you expected just bring me into that it was it was definitely what I expected. It was fast paced. Um, it was organized and structured. Um, you know, it was, I was, I was nervous, you know, I hadn't, you know, at the time I wasn't really out there that much, like I said, competitively, but, um, you know, as, as the tryout went on, I started to get a little bit more relaxed and we, we got some drills, did some drills, got warmed up. And then we, we did uh, quite a bit of scrimmaging, you know, got up and down the floor a lot and, um, you know, at that point is when I kind of started to get settled in and get comfortable with the situation. Um, it was a highly competitive tryouts. The whole process was highly competitive. You know, everybody brought their energy and their, their A game, you know, every day, every play. So it was definitely uh, challenging to get through, to say the least. Who are some of the guys that are on the team that challenged you the most in these tryouts as you got ready for seeing if you're going to make the team first and foremost, and then getting into the season now, who are some of the guys that you feel have pushed you? Um, two guys really stick out in my head a lot, and that would be Jamel Stanley and Chris Gilks. Um, Jamel, is a, he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal player and person. They both are. Um, but Jamel, we play kind of the same position, um, similar styles, and – he, I, I, he's definitely stuck out um, in the first couple of minutes of me seeing him play. So I definitely wanted to guard him. And then, and then Chris, Chris has always been a good player. I've known Chris. Um, I played against him in a couple of leagues around the Syracuse area, and we we've had our battles on the court. Um, so you know, it was it was nothing new. We we knew what was going to happen once we, you know, we both got on that court against each other and. Uh, but, I mean, it worked out. We definitely pushed each other in a positive way, both verbally and, and physically on the floor. So, and, and when you look at speaking here with Lloyd Parkman of the Syracuse Stallions, when 
when you when you're out there and you're practicing with this team and you're getting ready for the season and it's becoming more and more of a reality just you know as you got closer and closer and this opportunity you know became more and more real to you just you know what it meant to you like you said because you hadn't been out there you haven't you hadn't really uh, put yourself out there in a while as you got closer and closer did it did it start to feel like you know it was second nature did it all kind of come back to you did it take a little while what can you say about you know reestablishing yourself on the court um it, it it definitely it took it took a little bit um as far as establishing myself within this team after the team had already been made and like practices and all that um it, it, it i feel like it took a little bit for myself to establish um my role and, and, and how I play and get, let the other guys, you know, see how I play. They, they, uh, and I see how they play, but, um, it was, I mean, it's all a process. It's, it's all, you know, a tough process that, you know, we all have to go through and getting adjusted, getting, to, getting to know each other on the court and off the court. Um, but that process is something we all enjoy, something I enjoy. Um, it, it's just like another basketball year, just at a different level. Um, higher competition and uh it's exciting all in all it's exciting to uh get those nerves back i mean just to be back on the floor and to play with a great group of guys it's i got my love back you know i love basketball so much it's just like you know i had a piece missing for the longest time and i have that back and that that gives me a ton of energy and will day in and day out you know get better and and improve myself and speaking here with Lloyd Parkman, before I let you go, Lloyd, you know, uh, getting back in there, like you said, getting the nerves. You just played your first game. The team won their inaugural game, 121 to 111 against Oneonta. Bring me into the game and, you know, having those nerves and, and finally getting back out on the court, just just what it felt like, what the game was like, what the atmosphere was like in that first game and, and getting that win. Well, the atmosphere was amazing. The, the fans were amazing. I, I, I definitely anticipated there being a good crowd, um, but they they exceeded my expectations, and I'm sure they exceeded a lot of um, the organ- uh, people within the organization, their expectations as well. Um, the crowd was phenomenal. Um, leading up to the game, I was incredibly nervous. Um, once I got in the car, um, I had picked one of my teammates up. I picked Jamila up on the way and once I got with him for some reason like the nerves kind of went away and then I get around the guys a little bit more um pre-game and the nerves really went away and we had plenty of time to warm up and you know get adjusted and um you know once once a tip once the ball went up you know I was ready I you know I was I was ready to go you know we've, we've all everybody on the team has, has been there done that in multiple seasons and I just at that point once the ball went up I kind of I felt at ease I felt good but I'd be lying if I say once the crowd gets into it and you know we make a couple plays and they get all hype and and uh antsy I I get a little uh get a little nervous as well but that's just part of the game that's that's the that's the beauty of it do you love that, though? I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, they get those jitters, they get this and they get that, and they don't like it. You know, I, I've always said, you know, as a broadcaster and, and you know, really as a voice out there in a lot of different ways, not just with sports broadcasting, but with a lot of things that, you know, I go out and I, and I do in my career, is that, you know, they said if, if you don't, if you're standing on the side of the stage, you know, whether it's sitting in the studio or being on an actual stage, and you don't get a little bit of that, 
you know that 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 fire you know you don't get a little bit of that in on your shoulders a little bit of that feeling you know then then you're not doing something that you love that you you know you, you got to have those nerves you got to have that feeling because it means you care and it means you love it would you say that as well oh that that's that's very accurate that's um you know basketball and and, and many other things um there's a lot of emotion uh built into it and invested into it so when those emotions come out whether it's, it be in the game and the crowds you know getting us up and and like i said when the, when the, the nerves really start flowing um that's like i said that's the beauty of it that's that's how you know you truly love what you're doing and it, it brings the most out of me it, it, it brings out a different level of play when i get nervous um i i, I don't fold i just I, I, I soak it all up enjoy the moment that coming from lloyd parkman lloyd because it's halloween i, I gotta ask you about this uh, lloyd of the syracuse stallions favorite thing or what are you doing what is the halloween plan do you have any plans for halloween um, I, I really don't. I I don't know why I'm not uh, particularly a Halloween person. Um, I, I'll be on Facetime with my daughter for most of the most of the evening. She'll be all dressed up and and out there. She she actually lives in Florida. Um, but I'll definitely uh, enjoy it that way with her. Now, do you know what she's gonna be for Halloween? She is dressed up as a fortune teller. Quite the outfit, let me tell you. <laughs> now, now, is that what, was it bought? Was it made? What What can you tell us about it was, uh, the outfit? It was made from her mother's clothing. They spent no money on on the outfit. It was all just some some makeshift clothing they put together. Um, a little bit of makeup and nice little headscarf, and you got a fortune teller. That's awesome. Well, I got to ask you this. So, if you're not not a big Halloween person, I got to ask you: if you're going to watch any scary movie, any one at all, which one? You know, could be Halloween related, could could be something else. What movie are you watching? If you're sitting at home tonight and saying, you know, I got to throw something on, what are you throwing on? Oh, a scary movie. Ooh, I would have to go with Freddy Krueger. I like Freddy Krueger movies. All right. So, uh, a- any one of those? Oh, uh, yeah, anyone. Anyone. Yeah, Freddie. Freddie's on my own. <laughs> and and you're, since you're not dressing up, I, I will ask you this, though. If you could be any superhero, you could dress up as any hero or villain. We'll, we'll throw that in there. Any hero or villain in the history of, of, of the world, who would you be? Any hero or... Ooh. I would probably be Superman. I want to fly. That would be amazing. I would definitely fly around and save a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> all right so fair enough so lloyd parkman as superman you could go see him superman on the court syracuse stallions go to syracuse get the info purchase your tickets go to the games at manlius pebble hill and the away games aren't that far folks they're playing teams all over upstate new york and the state of new york in general they'll also be in very close areas in maryland and pennsylvania and whatnot so make sure you go out there and show them some love. They're ranked nationally in the top 25. They won their first game, and they are pro basketball back in Syracuse. Lloyd, I know it's the first time on the show. Had a great time, though, and I'd love to have you back on the broadcast. Thank you. Anytime. My pleasure. All right, man. Be good and uh, and uh, have fun with your with your daughter tonight. I hope that I hope that you at least for her maybe paint your face or do something. You gotta you gotta give it back to her if she's going through all that work today. I'll have to paint my nails. It won't be the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> well, have a good time with her, and I'll talk with you soon.
All right, thank you. Take care. That coming from Lloyd Parkman uh, once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And Daywan Coleman is coming up in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always an honor and a privilege to be with you throughout the week and in special special opportunities that we have, like when we will be hosting a live trivia. Coming back again, Wake Up Call Live Trivia will be every Tuesday downtown at the Press Room Pub, 220 Herald Place in Historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, and that'll start at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. And then, of course, a CNY game show night at the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus on 3680 Milton Avenue. That help happens every last Thursday of each month. And our interviews with West Genesee's teams, CNS's teams, and so much more. We love being out in the community, and I love being on the airwaves Monday through Friday with you. And I love the fact that pro basketball is back in Syracuse. And not only that, but a guy who I wanted to personally and professionally see back on the court. A story that I love, a guy who knows that I've respected him from day zero. This is someone who I appreciate, always love talking to who has uh, done a lot for my show, always given back to the community, given back to me, and I'm happy that he's back on the court, and that is the man, Daywan Coleman. Day, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Now, now, Daywan, we got to start there. You know, the question was, will we ever see Daywan back on the court again? That question was answered with a yes. What does that moment mean to you? Because you spent a couple years at Syracuse coming back from, from leg injuries, you got back out on the court. The team went to the, you know, you went all the way to the Final Four in 2016, and then ultimately, you know, those injuries nagged you again. Bring me into the get back and 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 all of that stuff that happens behind the scenes to get you back on the court. Uh, for me, I would say the get back was this summer. Uh, well, let me backtrack. Uh, maybe last year, last year when I took my uh, complete year off just to get healthy again. But then all the work really pretty much came in the summertime. Uh, when I was playing for the King of Kings, I just felt good. And uh, that's when Mike was recruiting me to play for the Stallions. And we just made it happen pretty much. Uh, my body felt good. My mind was right. And we just made it happen. Did you, you know, coming back here, I mean, when you, when you finished up at Syracuse, did you – did you feel like this is it, this is over, or did you always feel like you would get another chance? No, I didn't. You know, I never really had that mindset. I went about it like, you know what, let me take a year off to see how my body felt. Uh, so I did that. I took a, uh, a year off. I felt pretty good. And in the back of my mind, I always wanted to play basketball because that's my first love, so... Uh, I never really want to give up on basketball. Plus, I never, I was never the person to give up on myself. You know what I mean? So, I put my mind to it. Uh, I stayed in the weight room. I stayed in shape. 
All right, and that coming from Daywan Coleman, and and, and uh, Daywan, you're coming in a little bit low here. If we can, if we could higher it up, so oh, we can sorry, hear. Sorry, about that. Sorry about that. I don't know. That's okay. So just to uh, maybe, uh, I know you just spoke on the get back and everything, but if you could maybe uh, just take us through that again, so everybody could could hear you here on that story. Oh, oh all right, all right. Uh, yeah. So last year, I decided to take a full year off just to get my body and my mind right, um, and. When I took that year off, I was still in the weight room. You know, I, I, I made sure I was still in shape. Uh, my mind was sharp. And pretty much, I had a good summer, you know. And this is my actually my third time, you know, coming back from an injury. So, and, and for me, how I took it, how I took it is, it's all mental. You know what I mean? You got to have a sharp mental when, you, when you're going through something like this. And I never was the one to quit on myself. So I knew it was going to be a lot of hard work to get back to where I'm, where I needed to be. But I wanted to make that sacrifice, and that's what I did. And now I'm back playing again. Like uh, I pretty much told myself I was going to do. So. And and when you have that, you know, you talk about the mental side of it. You know that it's that it's yeah. such a mental game. You know, you can prepare as much as you want to prepare. You can know your teammates and their tendencies, and have good chemistry, and and know the playbook, and know the thing. You know, the plays that you're running and the things that you're doing, yeah. and you can lift in the weight room, and you can run. But ultimately, if your mind is not working for you and it's working it's against not you. Right. So bring me into that. You know, the fact that the mental part of this game is the most important part of the game. Yeah, the mental part is yeah, definitely the uh, the most important because and and then going through an injury like how I have and I did it three times before. Well, this last year was my third time, so I know that you really have to lock in. You really have to lock in, uh, and you really got to focus on what do you want. You know what I mean? I felt like my main focus was just to get back, just to get healthy again, and. That's what I thought about every day. Uh, every day I wanted to make myself better, either if, if it was uh, physical, mental, or spiritual. So I just wanted to make myself better, and you re- I just really locked, locked in. And uh, it's just something you got to have in you. Uh, it's not for the weak-minded, but it's just something you got to have in you because a lot of people quit, but I was never really that type of person. You know, I, I really had to get it. I really I had I pretty much had to put it in work. Wherever, whatever I wanted in life, I had to put it in work because that's that's just how I was brought up. Uh, nothing was ever given; everything was earned. So, and when you when you look at that, and you know, like you said, nothing's ever given to you; it was all earned. What did that teach you? How did that help you to you know grow as a person and take care of yourself? I mean, I'm right there with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That you know, if you want something, you got to go out and get it yourself. I don't like people that that want handouts and you know want somebody to do it for them. So bring me into you know your life and and just 
being the person that says, if I want this, I have to go do it. I have to prepare for it. I have to get in the lab. Just just to speak on that, because I have the utmost respect for that. And you said, how do that prepare me for life? Yeah, yeah. Just like how did how did you know how did you you know get to that point where you realize you know what I got to do this if I want it I got to go get it myself and just to just to speak on how the adversity in your life prepared you for where you are. Oh yeah, uh, just growing up in Syracuse, you know. Uh, really growing up, I really didn't have much in Syracuse, so like whatever I wanted, like <laughs> I had to go get it, or I wasn't gonna have it at all. Period, and. You know, uh, a lot of people that's growing up, growing up in Syracuse, they they pretty much understand what I'm talking about. So, uh, just growing up as a kid, you know, I just didn't really have much. And when I say I wanted something, I went it, I went and got it. Like when I when I told myself I wanted to be a McDonald's All American, I wanted to play for them. I made it happen. You know, a lot of people talk, but a lot of people don't make it happen. So. And plus, just everything I've been through, it just made just made me mentally tough. And just growing up in Syracuse just made me mentally tough too. Because, like I said, I mean, nothing here is going to be handed to you. You really got to take it, uh, or just take uh, every opportunity that's given to you. You really have to take it and uh, make some make some happen with it. So uh, it pretty much prepared me for life. Uh, and I always had that mindset. And my goal is just, just to stay sharp, just keep going, uh, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. When you when you speak on growing up in Syracuse, you know some people have have different experiences. Obviously, of, of growing up in Syracuse, what can you say about your experience and your challenges of growing up here? Uh, Syracuse is, I feel like it's it's one of them gritty cities. You know, uh, just because of the weather, you know, it's, it's not really much to do besides Syracuse basketball around here. So a lot of people don't really have that motivation to get up and, you know, go get it every day. But I, I found my lane and I worked hard to get where I'm at and I'm going to keep going pretty much. But Syracuse is just one of them cities that's just, you either make it. Or you, or you pretty much don't. You know, I have a lot of friends and stuff that's, you know, that's that's not here with me today. If, in either if that's jail or locked up or or dead. Um, and you just gotta understand, like when you want something in life, you just have to sacrifice something. And just you just have to work hard and get it. So. And uh, speaking here with Daywan Coleman and uh, Daywan, before we wrap up here, just. Just what you can say about that, like you said, you know, it, it, some of your friends are no longer with us, or, or some of them are, are are locked up. I mean, what did that do to you? What has that done to build you? What has that done to remind you of of your mission and and what you want in life? To see that you know people that you care about and you love that have been around you have unfortunately, you know, they're they're not with us or they're in situations that are undesirable right now. Yeah, uh, for me, I just, I just gotta, you know, stay on track and just keep my, keep my mind on the end goal, and just pretty much do it for them. Like uh, my friend Chi that passed away, you know, I still try to keep his name alive because I, I wear his uh, 40, number forty four jersey. That's one, that's one uh, thing that 
I'm proud of that. I, that uh, that pretty much happened to me this this weekend when I first stepped on the court, and I'm honoring my friend uh, Rasheed Baker with his number, and uh, just like little stuff like that. I just gotta keep their name alive, and that's I'm not just doing it for me. You know what I mean? I'm doing it for you know the the, the guys that's not here, the, the little kids in the inner city that's looking up to me. Uh, I'm doing it for the whole city of Syracuse, and uh, I just want to show everybody that, you know, a person like me ain't going to quit. And if I can make it, you could definitely make it because I've pretty much been through the same circumstances as a lot of kids that's out here right now. And if, they could, if I could do it, then they could definitely do it. And that's what I try to preach to the kids when I'm going to go talk to them at these schools every day and uh, just let them see the bigger picture. So... And coming from Daywan Coleman, seeing the bigger picture and doing things the right way and believing in your dreams. And and obviously, uh, like you said, you stepped on the court with number 44 for your friend. And just, you know, to be back out on the court, to be back playing, to be back for a third time from injury, and to be representing something that's bigger than yourself with a relationship with your friend. Just what that moment felt like for you. Uh, it was great. You know, uh... Like I said, you know, I just I just been putting in hours, a lot of hours, uh, just to get back to that moment again. And uh, I finally got back to that moment. And I just want to keep it going. I just want to work hard, and uh, I don't want it. I don't want it to be taken away from me again. So whatever I can do to keep it going, uh, that's what I'm gonna do. And like I said, just stepping on that court for the first time again in a, a couple of years, just to play. Got my, my, my friend she number on. Uh we had a good turnout. Uh, a lot of a lot of fans came out to see us play. Everything just felt good that night and we just wanna keep it going. This is the first time a pro team is in Syracuse. We just wanna take advantage and whoever's listening on air, if you guys wanna come out and show social support show support for this weekend, uh we we greatly appreciate it and uh we just wanna keep it going. That coming from Daywan Coleman. Come out and show support and make your way over to the Syracuse Stallions. Manlius Pebble Hill is where they play. You can also see them locally in upstate New York and around the surrounding areas, even on away games. Daywan, as always, I appreciate you. We know Syracuse fans travel well, and we know they show out, so make sure you go to these games. Buy your tickets at SyracuseStallions.com. And Daywan, as always, I appreciate you and respect the heck out of you, so thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care. And we now have Coach Klein on the air. We are flipping right over from basketball to football. We have Dave Klein on the broadcast with us, the head coach of the CNS North Stars. They have a Section 3 championship game coming up this Saturday, November 3rd at 6 p.m. inside the Carrier Dome against West Genesee. And it is always my honor and my privilege to speak with Coach. Coach, how are we doing today? Good, Dan. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well, and 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 uh, coach, just bring me into it. Uh, you know, uh, have there been some yad yeah doggies in practice this week? Yeah, there's been a couple yad yeah doggies in practice <laughs> this week. We've been getting after it a little bit. And you know, I mean, obviously, you are 
the the team that that people have circled. You you are the team that you know the uh, the conversation's been about and the expectation has been about. So, what has that been like for you now that you've come to this moment, the Section Three Championship? Do you feel like there's a target on the back? Do you feel like that you know there's there's a lot of pressure or is that all you know on the outside looking in and, and you're not really feeling that? Do you feel the team's feeling it or do you feel that it's it's kind of staying at bay right now and you guys are zeroed in? Well, I think the guys have known all year that we've been kind of in a team that everybody's wanted to play. We've been, you know, we're going to get everybody's best game. The kids have known that all season long, and they've kind of embraced it. Um, but going into this week, our kids, the last couple of weeks, our kids have been really relaxed in practice. They've been really dialed in and focused, and they know that everything's about it's about us and it's about what we do. If we do what we have to do, everything else, you know, we'll take care of business. And when you look at, you know, doing what you need to do and, and preparing and, and being ready, what can you say about uh, about what you've seen out of the team this week in practice and just what you've seen throughout the season in practice? I've just seen, you know, we've gotten better every single week. And, you know, it seems like every day we're getting better. Um, the kids have, you know, communicate really well with each other on the field. Um, they understand what our concepts that we're trying to get across, our game plan. You know, they fully embrace it. They've uh, really bought into watching the film on the opponents. So it's been great. And when you when you see this team, you see where the team has gotten to. Like you said, you're going to get everybody's best game uh, undefeated for three straight regular seasons in a row. You've been with the team for four seasons. Just what you could say about the resolve of this team and about not just this year, but the fact that you have a bunch of guys on this team that that have won throughout time, they've won throughout history, and and they have you know tried to create an environment with CNS that is special, something that you know obviously is is going to be you know something that that guys in the future can lean on that this team has really tried to create. Just what you can say about that? Yeah, I mean these guys bought in. You know, four years ago when we came when I came out there. Um, you know, those that senior group bought in, but these were the guys, these were sophomores and freshmen at the time, and they bought into everything that we do, everything that we've done, what we preach and believe about being athletes, about competing in other sports, uh, about being good students, trying to be good, being good citizens and doing the right things. They bought into it 100% and they've actually, you know, they set the bar, they set the tone, you know, and the younger kids look up to them and are trying to follow the same path. So it's been a phenomenal experience for these past four years. What, what can you say about, you know, going through this and, and kind of what you've learned as a head coach? I mean, obviously it's not, not your first go around as a head coach, but what has this team taught you? What has CNS been to you? What has it meant to you over these last four years? Um, it's, it's been, you know, it's been, something's been pretty amazing. You know, I went, you know, I actually, from being the head coach at Henry going out to CNS, um, you know, we had some success there and CNS was a place that hadn't had success. And it just kind of meant that, you know, that the ideas, the thoughts, that the beliefs that we believe in and my coaching staff believes in, that if we can get, you know, everybody believes in, we get everybody together on the same page, it's something that can make a team successful. And, you know, and it's proven that, you know, these kids believed in what we believe in, you know, they listened to us, they followed what we said, and uh, it's been amazing. That coming from Dave Klein of the CNS North Stars. Dave, you have West Genesee. Uh, West Genesee lost one game this season. That game was to you, 27 to 10. You have not lost a game this season. You are in the Section Three Championship against a team that obviously wants a different outcome this time around. You guys have already seen each other. Just what you could say about the West Genesee program? Uh, uh, Coach Carley's done a phenomenal job out there with those guys. I mean. 
considering, you know, he, he held that team together and brought them along from what they've been the last couple of years and the way they've rebounded this year and getting to the finals. They've been great. They have um, you know, two big, tall defensive ends. Their quarterback can uh, throw the ball around pretty well, and the number 17 is one heck of a receiver. You know, and their defense is a very physical defense. So it's going to be uh, an exciting game. And as you get set for the Dome, just what you can say about, about the guys. I, I know that you got a lot of personalities, a lot of energy. What can you say about you know getting those guys in the Dome and, and just what the energy and the culture has been like with the gentlemen that you have on the team? Uh, the guys on my team, they're, again, they're a great, great group of kids. Um, they're unbelievable. They're personalities. They just they love football. They love life. They're just really a good group of guys that just love being together and playing football. So there are they are very, very excited, and they can't wait to, to go play Saturday evening. That comment from Dave Klein at CS, CNS North Stars. Dave, uh, really quick before I let you go, just what you can say about, um, you know, maybe some intricate pieces, uh, foundation pieces that you tried to build at CNS that, that have come through. What are some of the things that that just have worked for you that you, that you feel, you know, have helped you get to where you are today? What are some of those things maybe you can, that you tried to instill in the beginning that you can look back at right now? Well, number one is, you know, my, my first one out there I look back is I made sure I was there all the time. Every day after school, I went out there after work, and I was around the kids, so the kids got to know me, got a feel for me. And then one of my biggest things is I'm not a guy that's going to sit there and preach, play football, football only, and only do this, only prepare for football. I want the kids to be athletes. I want them to be able to run around. I want them to play other sports. I want them to be kids. That's the other part. I want these kids to be kids and enjoy life. They're teenagers. You only go through it once, so have fun when you're doing it. And, you know, oh, here's something. Tim Bednarski has a question for you. So the athletics director of of CNS has posed a question that he just sent over to me. He said, ask ask Dave Klein if he prefers coaching football or track. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with football on that one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough, and uh, I mean somebody that 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 you know lives in both of those wor- worlds though is Jeremiah Willis, and just what you can say about Jeremiah and just what he has meant to this team and and you know what he has brought because I know his energy, I I I feed off of it, you know as you know when I'm with him doing a show, just what you could say about uh, what he's brought to the table. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, just again, like you said, he brings energy. When things are a little slow in practice, sometimes he'll get us, you know, I was looking and say, Jeremiah, we need a little juice, and he gets us going, gets us fired up. So, you know, that's that's great to have it with him. But he's also a guy that we know, you know, he can, with him and Nate, got off our other corners, we can cover anybody in the section, in the area, they can cover him and not worry about the pass. And that if we get the ball in his hands, anytime he touches the ball, there's an opportunity that's going to go to the house which is an amazing thing, amazing feeling to have. And let me ask you this question, because we did this uh, recently here, just within the last couple weeks, that uh, before you actually went into your game uh, against FM at CNS to get to where you are today, we had a live show at Chick-fil-A Cicero, and I got to realize the personalities. Have have the gentlemen put me on the hot seat worse than anybody else? It, it, have you seen them be harder on anybody else than than me? Or was that a moment in history where you feel that uh, that they truly got somebody? Because I, I don't know if they could top what they did. I'm sure they'll try. But what did you take away? No, no I thought that they went after you hard. They went after <laughs> you hard, Dan, and they got you pretty good. We still laugh about shies all the time, the one with the lady and you with the, on the boat. <laughs> 
I know, the shark's got to finish its dinner, Coach Klein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so lastly, lastly for me is uh, this morning. Obviously, I'll be out at the game on Saturday. Why should people come out to the game? It's just you know, it's a great high school atmosphere. I mean, it's high school football in the Carrier Dome, great facility, great opportunity for everybody. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of great games, and you know, it's gonna be exciting football and. It's going to be a lot of fun. We can't wait. Come out and enjoy it because high school football is an amazing thing. That coming on from the CNS North Stars head football coach, Dave Klein. Dave, as always, I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you soon, and I look forward to being in the Dome this Saturday. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. You have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye. That coming from Coach Klein, Dave Klein of the CNS North Stars. The CNS North Stars, once again, will take on the West Genesee Wildcats, and that will be happening this Saturday, November 3rd at 6 p.m. inside of the Carrier Dome. If you have not gotten your tickets, make sure that you do so now. Pre-sale is going to get you a couple bucks off, and uh, you can, you know, besides that, you can obviously buy tickets at the door, but make your way over to the Carrier Dome this weekend. No Syracuse football game, but there's still plenty of action happening at the Dome. So make sure you buy your tickets now. Do not wait. Do not hesitate. Get your tickets right now for West Genesee CNS inside of the Carrier Dome happening this Saturday, November 3rd at 6 p.m. I want to thank Joe Corley of West Genesee for all he's done and uh, how he's treated me. And I want to thank CNS North Stars head coach Dave Klein for all that he's done and how he's treated me as well. So just a beautiful thing and a wonderful opportunity that I've had to be around both of these gentlemen and their teams. And I cannot thank them enough for all of the uh, all of the respect that they've given to me, the time that they've given to me, and uh, just the moments that we have had. And I know that this moment this weekend is going to be the most special one we've had up to this point. So thank you to both programs. And uh, thank you, of course, to the ADs. Thank you to the schools. Thank you to the student-athletes. And, and thank you to Chick-fil-A Cicero for hosting CNS. And thank you to uh, Wildcat Sports Pub for hosting West Genesee. And this game this weekend is going to be tremendous. I cannot wait for the opportunity to get out to the Carrier Dome and and see these teams. So always looking forward to it, always appreciating it. And, uh, and the community needs to know that they need to be out there this weekend. So come see Class AA Section 3. Make it happen. West Genesee, CNS, cannot wait. Both of these teams have put me on the hot seat. They are now on the biggest stage there on the hot seat, Section 3. And they're going to have a lot of fun, and I can't wait to be inside the Carrier Dome for this tremendous game with two tremendous teams who have obviously seen each other. And, you know, it's just a great story. West Genesee losing one game, and it was to CNS, and lost to nobody else. And then CNS hasn't lost to anybody. And here we are back at this opportunity on this massive stage. I'm really, really looking forward to it. So to all the guys, uh, big thanks. And to everybody who was at Chick-fil-A Cicero with me from CNS, <clears throat> to Connor Hayes and Jeremiah Willis and Shy Broadwater and uh, Jai McGriff, as well as Jordan Seltzer and so on and so forth. Shout out to all you guys because you made it fun and you made it interesting. And Tim Bednarski uh, has been tremendous. I sat down with Jimmer and when I started my partnership with Chick-fil-A, uh, with Wake Up Call with Dan Satora and Dan Tortora Broadcast Media, you know, I, I had said to Jimmer that 
I'm big on building the community. I was like, you know, I work with West Tennessee with the Wildcat. I'd love to do something here. You know, I can bring that. And he wanted to do that. And we just sat and talked about the idea that CNS is right around the corner, that, you know, he's putting CNS up on the wall, that they already matter to him, that, you know, kids are going to be working there from CNS. And it just created, you know, it just really was created by uh, two people that care a lot. And I want to thank Jim Ursikowski, the owner and operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, for being such an amazing partner. And I want to thank Tim Bednarski for the exact same thing. Because, you know, uh, w- without Tim saying yes, you know, these doors don't open. So I don't know how anybody would say no to an opportunity to spotlight all your programs at your school and spotlight your student athletes and your coaches and build up the community that you love and that you maybe grew up in or at least you live in now. So, you know, it, it seemed like a no-brainer. It seemed like it made total sense. And, and to, have, uh, to have this opportunity has been tremendous. And I look forward to all the years to come. So thank you, Tim, for all that you do. And, uh, and thank you to Coach Klein. And, and thank you to CNS as a whole and to all the programs and all the young men and women and the coaches and the former players and, and Pete Moore, the trainer, and, and everybody over at CNS for all that they've done to Really, uh, not just give me great shows at Chick-fil-A Cicero and, and great content, but to, uh, to also tell their stories, to build up people's lives, and, and to, uh, you know, above all things that I could take away, that, uh, that these positive voices and these positive minds have made me a better person and carried me through some tough times that they don't even know they carried me through. So thank you to CNS. We'll take a step aside, and we'll come back in the second hour with the American Athletic Conference coaches in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DreisigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DreisigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513 or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? 
I have no idea. Absolutely, but they need to know your name, so give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. spreading in historic Herald Square about Syracuse's favorite sports and entertainment venue, the Press Room Pub, with lots of room next to 450 parking spots. Wash down their delicious 9-ounce burger for $9.95 with a variety of New York State brewed beers. TVs abound all throughout the location, including their 90-inch monster. Watch your game. Enjoy time with family, friends, as well as bringing the kids to the playroom. The SU alumni party for every away football game is making headlines, as well as Robert Drummond, Syracuse football alum, and Dan Satora's pregame show two hours before kickoff for every home game. Private parties available as well for as many as 300 people. Come circulate at the Press Room Pub, downtown Syracuse, and visit PressRoomPub.com right now for more information. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Always proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash DT. And as I said, uh, WakeUpCallDT.com. In the second hour of the show, I am more than happy to bring to you my conversations with the American Athletic Conference. I had the opportunity to collegiately to speak with every single team. And this is, uh, for those that listen to the show, you know that this is a normalcy with me. But I had the opportunity to speak with all 12 coaches of the American Athletic Conference. And I am honored to be joined by the entire American Athletic Conference. You're going to hear from everybody today. We're going to start with Scotty Montgomery of East Carolina, then move into Randy Etzel of UConn, Willie Fritz of Tulane, Philip Montgomery of Tulsa, Ken Niamatololo of Navy, Mike Norvell of Memphis, Sonny Dykes of SMU, Jeff Collins of Temple, Charlie Strong of South Florida, Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, Major Applewhite of Houston, and we'll round it out with Josh Heupel of UCF Central Florida. So very excited to have that with you right now and, and, and always happy to have you here on the broadcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you that maybe don't know the American Athletic Conference that well, 
um, or if you know, or, or maybe you don't have a team inside of the American Athletic Conference, I still implore you to listen to this part of the broadcast. These men are tremendous. They work extremely hard and diligently with their respective programs, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for each and every single one of them. And you know, it gives you a look around America. It gives you a look around this country, which is always uh, a meaningful thing to hear from all of, all of these different people and uh, you know from all these different backgrounds and different places. So the first. First one is Scotty Montgomery. You're going to hear my questions and his answers on the American Athletic Conference. Here is Scotty Montgomery of East Carolina. Uh, just to speak on uh, Holton and, and just what he's done at the quarterback position for you. I know we spoke about him a, a few weeks back, but now that you've had, like you said, some of that extra time and whatnot, just how he has gelled with the offense and how you've seen him lead up to this point. Yeah, he's been great. This this has been really, really good for him. Um building the relationships that it takes to be able to, 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 to captain uh, a football team and, and really run offensively a, a football team, you know, it's been really good for him. Uh, the biggest thing is that we've been able to bring the offense. I thought, you know, people saw that last week, a couple of weeks ago, we brought the offense a little bit more to him. Now we, we've been able to open up more stuff that we can do with just two weeks of great preparation now on, on stuff that we can be able to do, whether it be in the red zone, whether it be in the strike zone. Uh, he's done a really good job of being able to handle it. Uh, he's had a lot of time in the in the office. He's had a lot of time with coaches. He's had a lot of time to be on the field in the last week or so. So uh, there'll be continued growth from him. But the biggest thing is we're really, really happy with the way that he's been continually building relationships on the team, uh, not only with the offensive players, but the defensive players as well. And then as, as far as, you know, being uh, here at your third season with East Carolina, just what you're seeing from the team as a whole, and I, I know wins, uh, there's been some adversity on, on the in the win-loss column, but what are you seeing in year number three? Are things starting to come together behind the scenes? Are there kind of pillars of this foundation that you're trying to build showing up that maybe we're not seeing yet? Like, what can you tell us about building this, this East Carolina team back up again? Yeah, definitely. Defensively, we've seen some huge gains. We spent a lot of time... A lot of scholarship numbers on the defensive side of the ball. We've taken a lot of guys, especially in our secondary uh, and our defensive front. We've taken some guys. So we're really starting to see the benefit of that. Also, um, you know, the things that people don't know about uh, away from the building. Uh, it's just been really clean. Our locker room's a lot better than it has been over the last couple of years. Uh, we're a lot stronger together. We're starting to see the benefit on offense, of course, of recruiting because of guys like Holden Aylers, uh to play more and, and seeing more of them. But our young guys are now becoming richer sophomores and, and, and sophomores, so we're seeing a lot of growth. Uh, but what, what we've seen, some of the biggest, uh, some of the biggest growth is definitely the guys that we've recruited now are ending up in, on the field. Some of them are young, but they're starting to make plays, more plays, more plays. We've had some inconsistency with some of those guys, which you, you can almost bet on when you're dealing with young people. Uh, but uh, the addition of this, this open date and, and being able to continue to work our fundamentals I think we'll see a lot of growth here in the next three to four weeks. And that is coming uh, once again from East Carolina head coach Scotty Montgomery. Up next is Randy Etzel. Randy Etzel was at Syracuse as the running backs coach of the team back when uh, one of my closest friends, Rob Drummond, was playing running back for Syracuse in the in the late 80s. And so Randy Etzel now back 
Um, you know, in, in, in upstates, or I should say in the northeast, not in upstate, but in the northeast of the country, back with the UConn Huskies for round two. He was the head coach, then went over to Maryland, and is now back with the UConn Huskies. Here's my conversation with him this week. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, David Pendell, just what you can say about, uh, I know the team's gone through uh, adversity this season, but how has handled it i know he's a dual threat for you and has done some good things on film what are you seeing from him and and, and his leadership at this point despite the adversity um you know david's done a really good job for us and um you know he's done a good job of um, uh, running our offense and you know coming in in the first year with coach dunn and um learning the things that we need to, to do you wish you had him you know for another year um in the system and uh, but again he's he's done the things that we've asked him to do uh running the ball uh throwing the ball um doing the things that uh to help make our offense um as good as we we have been and um again couldn't be more happy with you know how he's gone about how he's tried to work to improve each and every day so you know he's done a really nice job for us and then the, the team overall, just what you can say, how they've been responding to the uh, the adversity this season and, and maybe some of these close games that don't close out or, you know, uh, go the other way and whatnot. How have you seen the, the team respond now that you're back at UCUB? Well, they, they, they've worked. I mean, it, we've gotten them to the point where they're, you know, we practice, we're practicing better. You know, and, and again, the, the thing is, this is a long process here. Um, in terms of where we came in and where, you know, assessing the whole thing. And then we had some, you know, had a change on offense uh, and went to a different system. Um, but the kids have been good, you know, and, and I've been really impressed with the freshmen because this is all the freshmen know. And, um, and they're, you know, it was a group that we, this past class, that we were able to have the time to evaluate uh, and they fit everything that we're looking for. So I'm excited about them. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of like, uh, I, I take a look at it like uh, we're the minor leagues, you know, and, you know, we got, we got our freshmen, there are a lot of uh, double-way ball players there that we got to make better and get them up to the major league level, you know, and that's what you usually, you usually do. You bring them in, you redshirt them, you know, and then you get another year and then you get really three good years out of them. You know, we don't have that luxury with what we're doing. That's why we have to play so many on defense. And then we got some guys that, you know, are, you know, that, you know, have been here that are still maybe in rookie ball or the New York Penn League uh, that haven't graduated up to even single A, high single A or, or double A. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But the effort, the attitude, kids are working. And what we've got to do is just continue to recruit and, and get better. But uh, really – really like the freshman class in terms of how they're challenging each other and trying to get better and working to do the things that they need to do. And it's just the, the process we're going through. And, you know, we're going to do the same things this week and get better and uh, go out to Tulsa and give our, try to give ourselves the best opportunity to win. That coming from Randy Etzel, once again, of the Yukon Huskies here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. You are getting a feel for America, the American Athletic Conference teams all throughout the country uh, having an opportunity here on the show today as I had an opportunity to speak with every single coach of the American Athletic Conference, and I feel very honored and privileged for the opportunity to do so.
So it's always a always a privilege for me to have the opportunity to do this. And to uh, and to have all the coaches on here, just setting up Willie Fritz for you. So uh, Willie Fritz of of Tulane here uh, on the broadcast now. Uh, Willie is somebody that I, I he's won everywhere he's been. You know he's gone through trying to build up the program at Tulane down in New Orleans. It's taken some time, and you know, but he definitely when it comes to running the ball and it comes to the offensive line and guys getting to the NFL, that's something that happens down in Tulane. Now they're trying to get more wins on that. Side side of the column and then losses obviously and build up the program but as far as the talent that they bring in the ability that they bring in and the guys future in the NFL has been strong now it's about that game to game here's my conversation with Willie Fritz good afternoon coach how are you good how are you doing well just to uh, at two and two in the conference just what you can say about you know, what this conference does competitively, how difficult it is to play in week in and week out, and, and how everybody's going to give you their best game in the AAC. Great league. Uh, you know, I heard uh, Coach Heifel talking about it before I got on. But, you know, very well coached league, uh, very talented uh, uh, as far as the players are concerned. Uh, you know, it just uh, for us right now, we're at every game's. Um, you know, uh, going to be a tough one. We, we started to match up a little better, and, and uh, you know, you also got to do a great job in this league of closing games out. You know, because so many of the games are are, are close. Uh, so yeah, great, great league. I, I've uh, been very, very impressed with it, and uh, I think it's uh, only getting better. And then, as far as running the ball, which you've had success with in your time at Tulane, uh, Corey and Darius. Uh, Justin at quarterback, even with what he was able to do, uh, 312 yards most recently on the ground. Just what you can say about your backfield and about your weapons, as well as the quarterback position's ability to get involved with the running game as well. Well, the, the big thing was we were able to uh, get some movement in, in up front. And I thought our offensive line played well. Dominic Briggs it was kind of a homecoming for him. He's from Tulsa. And, he was our offensive uh, lineman of the of the week, and uh, I just thought that was big for us to be able to, you know, get get a little bit of uh, vertical push up on the offensive line. And, and uh, when you do that, you know, with what we're doing and, and the commitment we have to the run game, you're going to have success. That coming from Thank Willie you. Fritz of Two Lane. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. We'll take a quick step aside for a fast break. When we come back, you will hear from the rest of the coaches inside of the American Athletic Conference in this Halloween spooktacular special. We've had plenty of people on the show today, and happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe and have fun. Philip Montgomery of Tulsa coming up after the break with Kenny Amatsololo of Navy and so much more right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel, creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? 
clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And as I said, uh, WakeUpCallDT.com. In the second hour of the show, I am more than happy to bring to you my conversations with the American Athletic Conference. I had the opportunity to collegiately to speak with every single team. And this is, uh, for those that listen to the show, you know that this is a normalcy with me, but I had the opportunity to speak with all 12 coaches of the American Athletic Conference, and I am uh, honored to be joined by the entire American Athletic Conference. You're going to hear from everybody today. Uh, We're going to start with Scotty Montgomery of East Carolina, then move into Randy Etzel of UConn, Willie Fritz of Tulane, Philip Montgomery of Tulsa, Kenny Amatololo of Navy, Mike Norvell of Memphis, Sonny Dykes of SMU, Jeff Collins of Temple, Charlie Strong of South Florida, Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, Major Applewhite of Houston, and we'll round it out with Josh Heupel of UCF Central Florida. So very excited to have that with you right now and, and, and always happy to have you here on the broadcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you that maybe don't know the American Athletic Conference that well, uh, or if you know, or, or maybe you don't have a team inside of the American Athletic Conference. I still implore you to listen to this part of the broadcast. These men are tremendous. They work extremely hard and diligently with their respective programs, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for each and every single one of them. And you know, it gives you a look around America. It gives you a look around this country, which is always uh, a meaningful thing to hear from all of, all of these different people, and uh, you know, from all these different backgrounds and different places. So the first. First one is Scotty Montgomery. You're going to hear my questions and his answers on the American Athletic Conference. Here is Scotty Montgomery of East Carolina. Uh, just to speak on uh, Holton and, and just what he's done 
at the quarterback position for you. I know we spoke about him a few weeks back, but now that you've had, like you said, some of that extra time and whatnot, just how he has gelled with the offense and how you've seen him lead up to this point. Yeah, he's been great. This this has been really, really good for him, um, building the relationships that it takes to be able to, 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 to captain uh, a football team and, and really run offensively a football team. You know, it's been really good for him. Uh, the biggest thing is that we've been able to bring the offense. I thought, you know, people saw that last week, a couple of weeks ago. We brought the offense a little bit more to him. Now we've been able to open up more stuff that we can do with just two weeks of great preparation now on on stuff that we can be able to do, whether it be in the red zone, whether it be in the strike zone. Uh, he's done a really good job of being able to handle it. Uh, he's had a lot of time in the in the office. He's had a lot of time with coaches. He's had a lot of time to be on the field in the last week or so. So uh, there'll be continued growth from him. But the biggest thing is we're really, really happy with the way that he's been continually building relationships on the team, uh, not only with the offensive players, but the defensive players as well. And then as as far as, you know, being uh, here at your third season with East Carolina, just what you're seeing from the team as a whole, and I, I know wins, uh, there's been some adversity on, on the in the win-loss column, but what are you seeing in year number three? Are things starting to come together behind the scenes? Are there kind of pillars of this foundation that you're trying to build showing up that maybe we're not seeing yet? Like, what can you tell us about building this, this East Carolina team back up again? Yeah, definitely. Defensively, we've seen some huge gains. We spent a lot of time, a lot of scholarship numbers on the defensive side of the ball. We've taken a lot of guys, especially in our secondary uh, and our defensive front. We've taken some guys. So we're really starting to see the benefit of that. Also, um, you know, the things that people don't know about uh, away from the building. Uh, it's just been really clean. Our locker room's a lot better than it has been over the last couple of years. Uh, we're a lot stronger together. We're starting to see the benefit on offense, of course, of recruiting because of guys like Holt Nailers uh, to play more and, and seeing more of them. But our young guys are now becoming richer sophomores and, and, and sophomores, so we're seeing a lot of growth. Uh, but what, what we've seen, some of the biggest uh, some of the biggest growth is definitely the guys that we've recruited now are ending up in, on the field. Some of them are young, but they're starting to make plays, more plays, more plays. We've had some inconsistency with some of those guys, which you, you can almost bet on when you're dealing with young people. Uh, but uh, the addition of this, this open date and, and being able to continue to work our fundamentals, I think we'll see a lot of growth here in the next three to four weeks. And that is coming uh, once again from East Carolina head coach Scotty Montgomery. Up next is Randy Etzel. Randy Etzel was at Syracuse as the running backs coach of the team back when uh, one of my closest friends, Rob Drummond, was playing running back for Syracuse in the in the late '80s. And so Randy Etzel now back. Um, you know, in 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 upstates, or I should say, in the northeast, not in upstate, but in the northeast of the country, back with the UConn Huskies for round two. He was the head coach, then went over to Maryland, and is now back with the UConn Huskies. Here's my conversation with him this week. Good morning, coach. How are you? Good morning. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for asking, um, David Pendell. Just what you can say about? Uh, I know the team's gone through uh, adversity this season, but how has handled it? I know he's a dual threat for you and has done some good things on film. What are you seeing from him and, and, and his leadership at this point, despite the adversity? Um, you know, David's done a really good job for us. And, um, you know, he's done a good job of um, uh, running our offense and, you know, coming in in the first year with Coach Dunn and, 
learning the things that we need to, to do. You wish you had him, you know, for another year um, in the system. And um, but again, he's he's done the things that we've asked him to do: uh, running the ball, uh, throwing the ball, um, doing the things that uh, to help make our offense uh, as good as we we have been. And um, Again, couldn't be more happy with you know how he's gone about, how he's tried to work to improve each and every day. So, you know, he's done a really nice job for us. And then the the team overall, just what you can say, how they've been responding to the uh, the adversity this season, and, and maybe some of these close games that don't close out or you know uh, go the other way and whatnot. How have you seen the the team respond now that you're back at UConn? Well, they, they, they've worked. I mean, it, we've gotten them to the point where they're, you know, we practice, we're practicing better. You know, and, and again, the, the thing is, this is a long process here um, in terms of where we came in and where, you know, assessing the whole thing. And then we had some, you know, had a change on offense uh, and went to a different system. Um, but the kids have been good, you know, and, and I've been really impressed with the freshmen because this is all the freshmen know. And, um, and they're, you know, it was a group that we, this past class, that we were able to have the time to evaluate, uh, and they fit everything that we're looking for. So I'm excited about them. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of like, uh, I, I take a look at it like uh, we're the minor leagues, you know, and, you know, we got, we got our freshmen. There are a lot of uh, double-way ball players there that we got to make better and get them up to the major league level. You know, and that's what you usually you usually do. You bring them in, you redshirt them, you know, and then you get another year, and then you get really three good years out of them. You know, we don't have that luxury with what we're doing. That's why we have to play so many on defense. And then we got some guys that you know are you know that you know have been here that are still maybe in rookie ball or the New York Penn League uh, that haven't graduated up to even single way, high single way, or or double way. So you know, it's just one of those things. But the effort, the attitude. Kids are working, and what we've got to do is just continue to recruit and, and get better. But uh, really, really like the freshman class in terms of how they're challenging each other and trying to get better and working to do the things that they need to do. And it's just the, the process we're going through, and you know we're going to do the same things this week and get better and uh, to go out to Tulsa and give us try to give ourselves the best opportunity to win. That coming from Randy Etzel, once again, of the UConn Huskies here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. You are getting a feel for America, the American Athletic Conference teams all throughout the country uh, having an opportunity here on the show today as I had an opportunity to speak with every single coach of the American Athletic Conference, and I feel very honored and privileged for the opportunity to do so. So it's always a always a privilege for me to have the opportunity to do this. And to uh, and to have all the coaches on here, just setting up Willie Fritz for you. So uh, Willie Fritz of of Tulane here uh, on the broadcast now. Uh, Willie is somebody that I, I he's won everywhere he's been. You know he's gone through trying to build up the program at Tulane down in New Orleans. It's taken some time, and you know, but he definitely when it comes to running the ball and it comes to the offensive line and guys getting to the NFL, that's something that happens down in Tulane. Now they're trying to get more wins on that. 
side of the column and then losses, obviously, and build up the program. But as far as the talent that they bring in, the ability that they bring in, and the guy's future in the NFL has been strong. Now it's about that game-to-game. Here's my conversation with Willie Fritz. Good afternoon, Coach. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Just to uh, at 2-2 two and two in the conference, just what you can say about you know, what this conference does competitively, how difficult it is to play in week in and week out, and, and how everybody's going to give you their best game in the AAC. Great league. Uh, you know, I heard uh, Coach Heifel talking about it before I got on. But, you know, very well coached league, uh, very talented uh, uh, as far as the players are concerned. Uh, you know, it just uh, for us right now, we're at every game's, uh, you know, uh, going to be a tough one. We, we started to match up a little better, and, and uh, you know, you also got to do a great job in this league of closing games out, you know, because so many of the games are are, are close. Uh, so yeah, great, great league. I, I've uh, been very, very impressed with it, and uh, I think it's uh, only getting better. And then, as far as running the ball, which you've had success with in your time at Tulane, uh, Corey and Darius. Uh, Justin at quarterback, even with what he was able to do, uh, 312 yards most recently on the ground. Just what you can say about your backfield and about your weapons as well as the quarterback position's ability to get involved with the running game as well. Well, the, the big thing was we were able to uh, get some movement in, in up front. And I thought our offensive line played well. Dominic Briggs it was kind of a homecoming for him. He's from Tulsa. And, he was our offensive uh, lineman of the of the week, and uh, I just thought that was big for us to be able to, you know, get get a little bit of uh, vertical push up on the offensive line, and, and uh, when you do that, you know, with what we're doing and, and the commitment we have to the run game, you're going to have success. That coming from Willie Fritz of Two Lane. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satoro, we'll take a quick step aside for a fast break. When we come back, you will hear from the rest of the coaches inside of the American Athletic Conference in this Halloween spooktacular special. We've had plenty of people on the show today, and happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe and have fun. Philip Montgomery of Tulsa coming up after the break with Kenny Amatsololo of Navy and so much more right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a Wake Up Call fast break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family. 
their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to have you here. If anybody's under the weather like I have been for the last three weeks, please take care of yourself. Get plenty of rest. That's the thing I haven't done. Drinking plenty of fluids, water, and whatnot, I have done that. So I and taking medicine, I have done that. I find that if you have uh, you know really bad allergies and sinuses and whatnot, that Mucinex seems to work. The the Mucinex brand. So if Mucinex ever wants to sponsor and partner with Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, you would have a very easy selling point because I talk about it all the time, and it's the one thing that has worked for me, and I hope it continues to work for me, and hopefully it works for you. So if you're feeling under the weather at all, that is. Is the road, the the route to go that I would push you toward and, and tell you to uh, to obviously do that. With that being said, I'm happy to be here on the broadcast. Just wanted to let you know if I sound a little bit different this week or in the last couple weeks, it's uh, that is that is where it came from. So much appreciation and much love for all of you being on the show today, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for spending some time on the broadcast. I am always elated and proud to have the coaches of the American Athletic Conference on the show, and today I have the opportunity to share each and every conversation with you. Up next is Philip Montgomery of Tulsa, and this is what he had to say. Doing well. To, uh, to look at uh, you know the season, obviously uh, a lot of adversity that's, that's happened with Tulsa this year, but you've played close in a bunch of these games down to one possession. What has been the disconnect? What are you seeing when you go back to the film of being in these games at the end and then just not being able to kind of get over the hump? Well, a lot of it is just uh, consistency. We got to be, we got to execute at a better level. We got to be consistent throughout. Um, we have times in the game that that we were playing well, and then we just got to be consistent throughout. You know, a lot of that's dealing with young players and at key spots, and and uh, we got to continue to grow at those spots and, and continue to improve. And then, as far as our freshman quarterback Seth Boomer, who's gotten some time this season, just what you've seen from him and uh, you know what your takeaways have been from Seth up to this point and moving forward well I like his demeanor uh, you know he's, he's a he's a coach's kid he's very coachable 
you know, I think each week he's showing some signs of, of getting better and improving, but obviously, you know, has faced some pretty good defenses up to this point in his uh, four starts, and, and uh, he's just got to continue to grow. You know, with what we do offensively, a lot of it falls uh, on his shoulders, and he's got to continue to make good decisions and be more consistent as as we go throughout games. I thought he showed some improvements this week, and he's got to continue that process. That coming from Philip Montgomery of the Tulsa Golden Hurricane here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Up next is uh, one of my favorite programs uh, because of the fact of, you know, obviously Kenny Matalolo is somebody who I respect and uh, I respect the program uh, because Navy and just what Navy means to me, it means to my family. In my studio, I have my grandfather's naval hat and uh, he was in the Navy in World War II. So is my great uncle Carmen. And I, I just want to shout them out and send them a lot of love. My family has a connection to the Navy, and my grandfather's hat is with me. Uh, when somebody says, what would you take out of a burning building if you could only take uh, you know, one or two things out that are material, what would you take? And I have uh, my grandfather's forklift. Um, that that he was in his retirement cake because he was he was also in World War II. He's in the army, but um, he he worked at Miller uh, Brewing Company and he he drove the forklift. He did a lot of different things, and that was in his cake. And I remember him pulling the the toy out of his cake with the frosting on it and handing it to me. And so that's something in my studio. And then my grandfather, uh, my mom's dad, his naval hat that says T A Cavino on it is uh, is here with me as well and i would take that with me so the navy is near and dear to my heart and so are my grandpas and i miss them and uh, love them dearly they passed away when i was six i just turned 33 so it's uh, it's been a while i want to live a long healthy and happy life and uh, and when all is said and done i can't wait for the opportunity to be able to you know see them and and hopefully make it to a place where you know good people go and I, I get to be around my grandfathers again but hopefully you know they always uh, find they always find a way to be with me and I hope that that is uh, that is no difference in the coming history uh, of my life because I love them dearly and I miss them tremendously so I look forward to the opportunity of, of being able to be around them uh, at some point in my life after I'm a hundred some odd years old but you know they are they're they're very special and I've thought about them pretty much every day since I was six years old. So with that being said, and since they passed away, because I thought about them when they were here too. Uh, with that being said, Navy, again, uh, close to my heart, Kenny Amatololo, here's what he had to say on the when we had the opportunity for a Q&A this week. The team has struggled this year and had some adversity, but just what you could say about Malcolm Perry and what you've seen from him on film and, and just what he is done for the team if there's some positive takeaways from his level of play at this point well he's you know he's played exceptionally well the whole year you know moving the slot back he continues to play really well um, you know played well against Notre Dame and you know played well against Houston I mean the games he's gone in there I mean at other positions he's he's, he's always done well you know what I mean but he adds a, a different spark to us uh, you know a breakaway threat that you know, we haven't had in a while, but um, just really proud of Malcolm. He's, you know, done what we've asked. He's moved positions, and he's every position that he's moved to, he's been committed to it, and he's worked really hard. Um, and, you know, he's like you said, he's probably one of the bright spots in our team right now. And But he's such a, a selfless kid 
that I don't think that means much to him because we're struggling as a football team. And he comes to work every day and he continues to grind and hopefully he'll continue to lead, you know, as one of our best teams just from his leadership and his work ethic. And then as far as, you know, kind of weathering this adversity and navigating through it, just what you could say about, you know, I mean, and you've been in Navy for a long time. You've obviously seen the ups and downs of this team over the last decade plus. What are you seeing this year? What are you taking away as a coach and, and learning as a coach at this point? Well, just, um, you know, this is a fragile deal. I mean, just sports, Division One football, but, you know, sports in general, it's a fragile deal. And you just, um, uh, you know, to win is really, really hard. Uh, you know, our games have always been close games in years past. And, you know, we've got to find a way to finish games. Uh, and the margin of error is very slim. And for us, a lot of times there is no margin of error. And so just, you know, continue to, to stay the course, uh, continue to keep battling, keep fighting. Um, you know, I was encouraged by the way we played in the second half last week. And unfortunately, I was encouraged offensively. And, and the week before, I was encouraged by the way we played in the first half offensively. You know, we've got to find a way to put it together. And so, you know, coaching, part of it, the things you learn is, um, you know, you're in it together. And so if your kids aren't playing well, it's not just the kids' fault. It's your fault, too. So as a coach, you got to look at what you're doing. Uh, it's continuing to find ways to, you know, schematically help them, find ways to help them psychologically, confidence-wise, try to be and put them in positions to execute. Um, and you just got to continue to press forward. You know, and that's kind of where you're at. But really this is, uh, and the other cliche in sports, it's it's really week to week. So every week is hard to win. But then you got to find a way to press forward again, as hard as that is, whether you're winning or losing. You know, you got to find a way to learn from the previous games, uh, take away the positives, try to correct the errors, but then find a way to move forward. And, you know, we haven't been doing too good of that this year, uh, but we still got some goals to be able to hopefully achieve. And, you know, and hopefully we can start off by playing well against a really good Cincinnati team. They're coming from Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. The next coach up on the docket is Mike Norvell of Memphis. I had this opportunity to speak with Mike Norvell, whose team is 4-4. Four and four. Uh, They started off strong. They are a they could score you know offensively they are there defensively they've struggled to slow teams down and, and stop teams which has obviously uh, been an issue to where they are right now they're looking to get back on the right side of things and here's my conversation with Mike Norvell of Memphis doing well uh, just to speak on uh, obviously uh, at four and four and, and one and three in the conference just what you could say about the level of difficulty inside of the AAC and how, you know, from top to bottom and on any given day, you're going to get everybody's best game and obviously good competition within this conference. Um, and I think it's it's one of the highlights of, of our conference is just the, the overall depth of it. Um, you know, you know, obviously you can see the, uh, you know, there's a couple teams right now playing at an elite level, um, you know, and their records indicate that. And 
but uh, you know, just throughout this league, uh, it doesn't matter what your you know, what your record is. I mean, there's there's teams that are all going to compete at a high level against each other. Uh, you know, they're going to compete at a high level. Uh, you know, out of conference in games, but uh, you know, this league is one that's continuing to grow. It's one that's got an ex- exceptional uh, number of, uh, of talented athletes and great coaches, and uh, you know, it's a uh, it, it's definitely a battle each and every week. So you've got to you've got to you know make sure that you perform at a high level or uh, any team can't uh, can't beat the other uh, on any given Saturday. You led uh, one side of the conference uh, last year and then uh, are going through uh, some adversity right now. Just what you could say that that you're taking away um, as the leader of this Memphis team from last year to this year and just kind of what you need to do moving forward, what you're seeing on film as the team's trying to navigate through these last four weeks. Yeah, you know, I think our team, you know, it's uh, it's showcased itself, you know, really well at at, at moments, and then we've had some uh, some times where we've we've come up short, uh, you know, due to you know you know, lack of execution details, you know, the the the, the small fundamentals that uh, can that can cost you in close games. You know, we have two one point losses this year. Uh, you know, and, and in both those games, we lost the turnover margin. Uh, we made some critical mistakes that, you know, down the stretch. And, and those are things that, um, you know, as a young football team, you know, we only have eight seniors um, that, you know, we've we've got to, you know, really focus on the importance of, of, of those situations and, and the, uh, the, the the specific details to, to what we're being asked to do within any scheme or, uh, and then, you know, trust in the, the fundamentals of what we've done throughout the week uh, to be able to perform at a high level. And so, uh, you know, it's, a, it's been a, a little bit of a learning process for some of our younger guys. Um, you know, we've got to continue to establish the leadership from uh, uh, from the older group that we have, but also from the guys that are are impactful. Uh, you know, there each and every week, uh, we've we got to got to make sure make sure that our consistency uh, is is to the level that's necessary to be able to win in big games. That coming from Mike Norvell of the Memphis Tigers here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I want to thank the American Athletic Conference, teleconference Chuck Sullivan and the entire team uh, at the American Athletic Conference for getting these teams on the air with us and giving us the opportunity to ask questions. I take a full full uh, value of that and I take the full opportunity to speak with each and every single one of these coaches and it wouldn't be possible if the American Athletic Conference didn't open the door for that so thank you to the AAC for the opportunity and uh, that's why you can hear from all these coaches I do my research I do my work but without uh, an avenue it wouldn't be possible so thank you to the American Athletic Conference coming up next is Sonny Dykes who in his first season with SMU started out really dicey but now the team still has an opportunity to bowl game and they're doing some good things inside of the american athletic conference to just look at you know the the team and, and i know you had a close loss uh, against cincinnati most recently but starting off the season on the losing side of things and then winning three of four just what you could say about how you've seen this team kind of come on and then play that close game against cincinnati just uh you know what's happened through your eyes of this team in your first season with them and, and how you know maybe the culture's changing a little bit or evolving a little bit as we go through the season. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've been proud of our improvement. I mean, we, you know, we didn't start well early in the year and you know, and then we hit a hit a uh, span where we played a bunch of top 25 teams. You know, we played a, a a TCU team at the time that was in the top 15, then we played a Michigan team that was in the top 15, then we played a Central Florida team that was in the top 
you know, 15, and, and we're getting ready to play a Houston team that's in the top 20. And so, and a Cincinnati team that was just, you know, just in the top 25. So, I mean, I think, you know, that's the that's the thing that we've, we've you know, have played some good good football teams. You know, I'm seeing some, some teams that um, obviously have had a lot of success and have been good programs and, and have good players. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've competed at times in those games. You know, I think that it's pretty clear that we've got to build a little more depth in our program, you know, to hang with some of those teams. You know, we played a really good first half against Michigan and a pretty good first half against TCU, but got worn down a little bit in the second half. And, and you know, so what we have to do is we have to develop the young players that are currently in our program, and then we've got to do a good job of recruiting. And, and fortunately, you know, we're off to a very good start in recruiting. I'm really excited about about the, the kind of football players that we have an opportunity to recruit here at SMU. Um, and I'm excited about our current players. You know, the buy-in has been really good. I think the buy-in has increased every week. Um, and, you know, I, I like our team. I mean, I like the kids. They're working hard. Uh, they've got a good attitude. You know, we had a really good practice last night. Sometimes when you lose the way that we lost on Saturday, you know, guys will show up and you got to jump start and all that. And they showed up with a, with a great attitude and the right frame of mind and and so, you know, those things are all positive, uh, you know, but, but at the end of the day, this is a results business, you know, and, and we, need to, we need to figure out how to win some of those games. It's not a, you know, we're not in the moral victory deal or any of that stuff. And so we, we want to just keep improving and getting better. And I think if you look at our, our you know, our schedule this year and our track record, you know, we've played competitive uh, against most of the teams that we've played against. And so, you know, Central Florida got a little bit out of hand. Um, certainly didn't play well against North Texas early, and you got to give them credit. Um, but the rest of the games, you know, we've, we've we've played pretty well at times and got a little worn down in the second half. So, you know, we just got to keep developing our players, and that's the big thing for us in recruiting. And, and as I said, I'm, I'm optimistic the way all that's going. That coming from Sonny Dykes of SMU. And coming up after the break, we will hear from the rest of the coaches of the American Athletic Conference here inside of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I will have on the broadcast, you will hear from Jeff Collins of Temple, Charlie Strong of South Florida, Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, Major Applewhite of Houston, and Josh Heupel of Central Florida in just a moment here where sports meets life on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K.com. K9Campground.com. 
Canine.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day, all complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Proud to be here with you. And on today's broadcast, you're having an opportunity to hear from the American Athletic Conference with teams all throughout the country representing the AAC, a conference that should get a lot more respect than it does. There's a ton of talent within this conference and a lot of great teams within this conference, including the UCF Knights, who have not lost a game uh, last season and have not lost a game 
this season and it and you know I agree it seems like America is just hoping that they'll lose so that they don't have to deal with the conversation of them being in the college football playoff whose rankings came out yesterday and here's the thing if a team's undefeated for almost two years or for two years then you have to look at the fact that maybe you should just put them in because you gave them Auburn last year as a way to kind of maybe keep them at bay Auburn was the last team left out of the college football playoff you know as the top four Auburn was number five they they were the, the or I shouldn't say the last, it was a first out, the, the closest team of getting in, and they gave them to UCF, like, okay, UCF, you think you're so big and bad? Here, play Auburn. They beat Georgia and they beat Alabama. And then UCF beat Auburn. So, you know, I, I think that the tests that are being thrown out to UCF, they're taking all these tests and they're acing all these tests, yet nobody wants to let them in. We'll get we'll get into that coming up here in the show in just a little bit and uh, and definitely get into it with Josh Heupel, the head coach of UCF. But Temple has played spoiler, and Temple just recently took down a top 25 team. Here's my conversation with their head coach, De- Jeff Collins of the Temple Owls. Looking at just the way the season's gone, a couple early losses to Nova and Buffalo and then winning five of the last six, just what you can say about the team's response to those first couple games and within season in you know within the uh, scheme of everything being able to bounce back and do what they've done up to this point just what's impressed you about your team's resiliency and and winning five of the last six sure dad just think that the the hashtag temple tough that we uh put on everything is real um you know we talk about being tough being physical being able to respond to adversity and everything that you do in every phase of your life and uh, those aren't just hashtags those aren't just words um, that is real and is actual who these young men are in this program and in this organization. And uh, the culture around here is very, very strong. And, uh, you know, the guys just go out and try to go 1-0 and every single week, um, you know, regardless of the adversity, regardless of the situation. Um, the last two weeks, you know, we've been down and had to fight, you know, to, to come back and win the last two games, one of them taking a top-20 team into overtime and getting the win. And I just think it, it screams to the character uh, that exists in this culture and uh, the young men that I'm blessed to coach on a daily basis um, that embody uh, everything that Temple University, everything in North Philadelphia uh, is all about and it's something to be proud of and it's something to be valued. And, uh, you know, I'm just lucky that, that I get to coach these guys. And one of those guys, uh, quarterback Anthony Russo, just what you can say about his level of play, what you've taken away from him up to this point, what you like about how he's leading the offense. Yeah, just I, I just like the way he's matured over the two years that we've been here as a coaching staff, um, how he's developed into to an elite player. And, uh, you know, he's another one that, you know, has had some really good games, um, but has also had to bounce back in certain games from adversity. And uh, nothing was more, you know, more so than the fourth quarter against Cincinnati. Um, you know, have two two interceptions. Uh, the defense comes out and gets two sudden changes that were huge force, two sudden change stops. And uh, then the last four plays uh, of the game against Cincinnati, he throws two touchdown passes. And, uh, you know, I just think that speaks to the resiliency of, of Anthony and uh, the mindset of this team. That coming from Jeff Collins of the Temple Owls. And coming up next here on the broadcast is my conversation with Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong used to be the head coach of Texas, was also the head coach of uh, not only of Texas, but was was the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals 
at the beginning of the American Athletic Conference before the Louisville Cardinals ultimately moved to the ACC. And now he's back in the AAC with the South Florida Bulls, and he was with them last year, back with them again this year. And here is my conversation with Charlie Strong about his team going into this week inside of the college football ranks. And uh, obviously, he's had a lot of success with this team and done a lot of great things with this team and gotten this team to a top 25 ranking and 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 have found the way to come back, found the way to win games and do some special things. He's not finished. The team's got to bounce back from some adversity. They only have one loss this season, and now they're trying to bounce back from that one loss and definitely not getting the credit they deserve. Here's Charlie Strong of the South Florida Bulls. And obviously, the first loss of the season for the team just bring me into how they've responded. I, I know it's been uh, just a, a couple days, but just what you saw from the team, any hanging of heads, or is, or is this a team that understands kind of what happened and, and understands the bounce back, just what the, the environment is like now that they've been hit with a, a little bit of adversity this season? Well, I mean, we're sitting there, we're still 7-1, and one, and just you have uh, a bunch of football left in front of you, and you, you can't... Uh, that one game beat you twice, so um, you had a chance to see them yesterday run around good. And, you know, they have the day off, so we'll be ready to go back to work on tomorrow. But uh, we just got to get them prepared and have them ready to go play. And and as far as, uh, you know, that game and, and just what you could say about De'Ara King and, and what he was able to do and the type of player that he is, uh, somewhat of a shootout in the game between yourself and Houston, just what you saw from De'Ara King. Well, I just think the King is a really outstanding player, and he's kind of reminded me of the quarterback we had last year with Q. He's, you know, he's good enough to beat you with his feet, and he's also good enough to beat you with his arm, and that's what he showed on uh, a Saturday. But it's uh, you got to be able to contain a player like that, and we weren't able to do it, and he was able to have the day that he had. <clears throat> that coming from Charlie Strong of the South Florida Bulls. Up next is Luke Fickle of the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Cincinnati Bearcats in their second season with Luke Fickle are finding a lot of success, have gotten themselves to a, a, a good position here right now, obviously with what they've been able to put forward and just to make a, a quick note on everything here is to, to look at the fact that uh, Cincinnati has been ranked in the top 25, and Cincinnati is currently 7-1 and one overall in the second season under Luke Fickle. And here is my conversation with Luke Fickle about this team, about where the team is at right now, and just what he thinks about the program at this point with uh, some notes that we're making here. So here is my conversation with Luke Fickle, who is looking to turn the tide of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Just to speak on uh, special teams a little bit further, just – you know, sometimes feels like a thankless phase of the game. There's always a conversation on the offense and the defense, but special teams has such a big part in in so many different intricate places in the game and where the ball's positioned and whatnot. And then obviously in your case, being able to, like you said, tie the game with the kick and then uh, James Wiggins doing what he did on the interception return. So just what are you, well, in general with defense on that side of it, just what you could say about special teams and, and then those, you know, plays that, are the difference in the game? 
Well, I think when you when you really talk about it, special teams, it's you know, especially when you're going, you're talking about kickers and special teams in general. Is, you know, everybody puts an emphasis. How much of an emphasis is really on it? And I think each program's a little bit different. Meaning, you know, who do you put your best players on those things? I mean, if you look at our kickoff team, and I'd say there's four you know, starters that are on our kickoff team. If you look at our punt team, there's you know, there's at least five or six starters, both offensively and defensively, that are on our punt team. So we put an incredible emphasis on it. Um, but when you look at kickers in general, sometimes it's very unique. I mean, last week, you know, everybody would talk about Cole Smith missing three kicks. Um, and I was you know, at least positive about, you know, what, what had happened the week before, not because we missed three kicks, but sometimes you got to look and dive into a little bit more about the way you missed them. And Cole hit the ball really well last week with the exception, you know, to maybe the one forty-eight yarder right before halftime where, you know, probably, you know, testing his range a little bit uh, but the ones he missed were, were well hit balls that you know just you know the torturers were a little off you know and uh, so you felt good about where you were you know where he was um, at least hitting the football and, and you know I think then he came out this week and did it when we needed to do it and uh, not only do it once not twice but uh, even on the third time and then uh, to my second point James Wiggins those those plays that come up huge and, and this one being in overtime just what you could say about James not just on this play but overall just what you've seen from him you know throughout the season on film and his capability and obviously he's known for it this week but just what you've seen all the way through no he, he's been one of those guys that we targeted I mean he didn't I don't know that he played at all last year um, and it's, it was a redshirt freshman and then through the through spring football and through the winters and stuff I mean we knew he had a lot of ability he's a guy that you know that that's very strong in the weight room. I mean, just, you know, a fast guy. I mean, just very athletic in what he's done. And his growth as a football player, you know, through the defense and through Coach Sanuda, um, is what you're most impressed with. You know, not just his athleticism, his ability, you know, not just to go up and get balls, uh, but to, throughout a game, kind of understand and, you know, kind of take something that happens early on in the game and, and be able to react and respond to it a little faster later in the game. And I think that's where you... You know, you saw what happened, you know, his ability to, you know, some guys tighten up when it gets to be third and two or, you know, third and three and it's an overtime situation and, you know, hey, just let me knock this ball down, you know, so so that we can, uh, you know, go to fourth down, you know, or, or then there's some guys that, you know, have an opportunity, they, they kind of look at it the other way and say, how do I go make this and um, as opposed to just batting it down. And I think that's where you've seen the growth of James, not just as a football player, but in his confidence to, you know, kind of take that next step um, and, and not just make those plays, but anticipate those plays to give him a chance um, to make some big ones. That coming from Luke Fickle of the Cincinnati Bearcats. And two final for the show today, hearing from every single coach inside of the American Athletic Conference. Next up is one of the three teams that is undefeated in the American Athletic Conference, and that is the Houston Cougars, who are 4-0 in the conference, 7-1 and overall. And that conversation is the one that I had with Major Applewhite, the head coach of the Houston Cougars, and this is what he had to say to me this week when we had the opportunity to speak. To, uh, obviously, with uh, Derek, I, I know you've said uh, a lot of things about him uh, this morning, but Derek, when you saw him kind of going through um, your workouts and, and spring ball and, and through the fall and whatnot, just what you saw in him back then, if, if you saw the capability and kind of the makings of what he would be at this point, way back when when you were just 
watching them in practice? Well, you know, the first fall camp uh, in 16, you know, you saw a strong arm, accurate arm, quick release. Um, but you had Greg Ward at quarterback, so you're, you know, you're, okay, we're, you know, this guy's very intelligent, uh, very passionate, great competitor. Where, where can we play the Eric? And uh, we had some, you know, issues at wide out and some injuries, and he, he came in and contributed right away. But uh, I've always felt he had an opportunity to be a, a, a tremendous football player just because kind of young man he is and uh, the type of competitor and teammate he is. But uh, started to see some of it this spring. You know, you see some of the some of the new things, and with reps and uh, with continual repetition, you, you see some of the anticipation increasing, the accuracy, arm strength, quick arm, all those things have always been there. But you just start seeing it fall in line and, and timing of the plays, and then you see the development. Uh, you know, from when those guys work for themselves and do seven on seven stuff like that during the summer, you see what work, work they did in June, July when you go out there your first day of fall camp, and you know routes are being hit quicker. Uh, guys are sharper at the top end, so you see what work he did with his wideouts during the summer. And, um, you know, it's just it's just a testimony to the work that he and his teammates have put in. And you've had success, obviously, in the conference uh, this year in the AAC. Just what you could say about the talent of the conference and how this conference pushes you during, throughout the entire uh, AAC season. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's November now, and uh, you know it's all conference games from here on out. There are no more non-conference games in our side of the league, so uh, it's extremely competitive. There's great coaches. Uh, there's exceptional athletes. I mean, you can see that by the way our league's been drafted the last couple of years in terms of um, you know being right up there with, with some of the other major conferences. So uh, there's great players in this league, great coaches, and, uh, and there's some difficult spots to go and play on the road as well. That coming from Major Applewhite of the Houston Cougars. And finally for today's broadcast, UCF and my conversation with Josh Heupel, a team that is undefeated, the only team that has that won all their games last year and all their games this year so far and continues to win but continues to not get national respect for it, which I think is ridiculous. I've spoken out against it. Many times here on the broadcast, and I'll continue to speak about it until something changes in this line of, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to me why UCF doesn't get the credit they deserve, but here we go. Uh, for Mac and Milton, just to go a little bit deeper into it, just what you can say about how they, uh, how they push each other, how they made each other better, and how both of them are, are capable of leading this offense, just what you've taken away from them and their relationship with one another. Uh, they are uh, both capable. Uh, obviously, uh, you know there's some things in, in week one that uh, D uh, would want to do a little bit differently. But uh, you saw him play with a, a ton of confidence and poise. <clears throat> a lot of that comes from the work that both of those guys have put in during the off season, uh, game week preparation. <clears throat> KZ did a great job of, of just helping him and being a voice on the sidelines as well. Um, you know that's a group that, that's really tight. They pull for one another. Uh, they can compete, you know, on the practice field with each other in a really positive way as well. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, whoever's taking snaps, they believe and we believe will uh, we'll give us a chance to go win a football game. You can only control what you can control, but to see what this team has been able to do at, at UCF in your first season and, and, and overall going back from last season to this season, do you feel that there should be more of a national exposure, more of a national spotlight, more of respect for the conference and, and the team itself, just kind of what you see from the inside looking out? Absolutely. Uh, this conference deserves a, a ton of respect for 
the way it plays uh, during during the course of the season during conference play. But you look at what they've been able to do, you know, this year. But also in years past, just in, in non-conference play, um, you know, half the teams in this league were were in Power Five conferences or um, t- conferences that uh, got automatic uh, bids to to you know BCS games in the in the old system. Um, this league. I mean, you have to come ready to play every single week. There's great players. There's great coaching in this league. And, uh, um, you know, I think at the end of the year, when all the dust really does settle, I, 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 you know, I, I hope, I believe that uh, this conference is going to get the recognition that it deserves. That coming from Josh Heupel of UCF, and I hope that he's exactly right on that. I want to thank everybody that was on the show today. Scotty Montgomery, Randy Etzel, Willie Fritz, Philip Montgomery, Kenny Amatololo, Mike Norvell, Sonny Dykes, Jeff Collins, Charlie Strong, Luke Fickle, Major Applewhite, and Josh Heupel, all 12 coaches of the American Athletic Conference football teams. I also want to thank the Syracuse Stallions, Chris Gilks, Lloyd Parkman, and Daywan Coleman for being on the show, and for Mike Sugamosto for all the great work that he does and, and helped me set that up. I want to thank Dino Babers for answering my question uh, after the game that made the team 6-2 and two over NC State. So I want to thank him and of course I want to thank Coach Klein, Dave Klein of CNS. Big time game coming up. CNS West Genesee this weekend, Saturday, November 3rd at the Dome at 6 p.m. Make sure you come out and see the Section 3 Class AA Championship and on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about college football with Papa Joe. We'll get into basketball with Katie Kalinske and coaching with class, and we'll get you ready for your fantasy football team and week with the Fantasy Football Power Hour with Mike Sofka of Hall of HallofFameFantasyFootball.com. God bless. Have a great day. We're proud to be fueled by Monster Energy, and I'll talk with you soon.